Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We need to talk about PayPal, obviously, right? So PayPal stock. Is PayPal stock headed to 30 dollars a share another 50% downside from here that guys paypal stock was big last week it was a very popular video for a channel we got a lot of requests for a follow-up this week welcome everyone paypal i'm here today to talk about paypal stock paypal 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 if you're watching the television if you're watching youtube if you're tracking any sort of mischief on the internet about the darling stock of the tech world right now well, you've been hearing about NVIDIA. But because of a good earnings call and a new CEO, PayPal is back in the conversation. There are a lot of people from that clip would show you that are talking about PayPal. And why shouldn't they? PayPal was at one point one of the top growth stories in a very growth-oriented market. They were one of the first people that I can recall that brought broad-spectrum, easy-pay services to the masses. They were the first time that I used my phone and a computer to pay somebody online without mailing a check you guys remember those or using cash Ugh, gross but then what happened to paypal well life happened to paypal like the popular guy in high school who now works at the local gas station washing windows paypal is on the decline or are they maybe they're a redemption story waiting to explode on the scene once more that's what those people in that first clip told us about today we are going to evaluate paypal we're going to try to find out what the experts are saying about the stock. Does it have an upside? Is it going to fall more? Should we think about this for our portfolios? Let's find out. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. How many times does it take you to insert a USB drive to your computer? And why is the answer to that question three? I'm trying to put this dumb USB in, flip it over, doesn't work. Flip it over again, the same way I started with, bingo, it's in. Literally, I don't know how that works. It always takes me three chances. Today, we, as you may have guessed, are nerding out on PayPal stock. Every once in a while, I come across like a breakdown of a company's quarterly earnings report that I find very interesting. I read this summation the other day. Uh, PayPal just had their quarterly earnings come out. You can read this type of information from someone breaking down the summary, or you can actually just extrapolate this information from an earnings report. If you've got a little bit of time and the report's not that long, sometimes they're not, you can get some really good information. You can hear about what the CEO and what the company and what the board of directors want you to know about the company. And because they're publicly traded companies, they have to disclose the good and the bad. They're not like hiding. Well, sometimes they try to, but they can't legally hide the information from you. So you know when sales are going up, you know when sales are going down, so on and so forth. This is the summation of PayPal's most recent quarterly report. So welcome to Nick Bradley's Single Stock Nerd Out on PayPal. Let's talk about the investment thesis. This is like why you would think about investing in PayPal. 
PayPal Holdings, ticker symbol PYPL. It's traded on the NASDAQ in the States. It's emerged as a leader, obviously you know, in a digital finance landscape. Some of this verbiage is directly from uh, the report, so it's going to be a little chunky. Bear with me. PayPal leverages its consistent growth and strategic initiatives. PayPal has attracted unreasonably high evaluation multiples. This is me talking unreasonably high. In 2021, PayPal went berserk. Everyone's sitting at home. Everyone's thinking, maybe I'll never see a human again. We're all on our couches eating bonbons. And we're like, how am I ever going to send money to people? Apparently, many of us thought PayPal. And then many of us were like, let's invest in PayPal. Because in 2021, at the peak in its markup phase, it went from $60 up over $300 in the span of less than 24 months. Yeah, that's a stock you wish you had owned, and then that's a stock you wish you had sold because it hit what's known as a head and shoulders pattern, and it fell big time. So now we're looking at the fall of PayPal, and we're thinking, is this going to be a recovery story? Is this something we should consider looking at in the future? And because I'm spending the next 20 minutes or so talking about it, I think it is worth talking about and worth considering. It has unreasonably high valuation multiples. But the stock, because it has crashed 80% from all-time highs, I think it's got a decent growth outlook. You know, it's portraying a compelling deep value play, which if you're a value person, if you've ever read Benjamin Graham, if you follow Warren Buffett, as you know that I do, if you've listened to this podcast before, value plays are good. Deep value plays are great, especially when a company gets a new CEO and things look interesting. So today we're going to explore the company's strategic initiatives. We're going to be talking about forward market share and competitive advantage. What is the CEO's impact going to have? What is the valuation outlook? We're going to look at talk about. I'm going to look at a chart. I'm going to talk to you about a chart. Technical analysis. And then why people at Morgan Stanley, why people at Goldman Sachs, why people on the quote street, as they say, are calling PayPal a great slash strong buy in the next year or two. Well, let's look at the facts from the quarterly report. Web traffic and competitive ties. In today's wild, ever-growing digital landscape, that means everyone's doing everything on the computer, and you knew that. If you can understand like how web traffic works, it's very important. You see, there's this large company called Google, and they charge you a lot of money when you have a lot of eyeballs clicking on the top two or three little ad things. Not ads, like you think it's a search, but really it's ad-based traffic. PayPal has demonstrated the ability to not have to worry about paying Google for those particular spots. They have a lot of organic web traffic. That's very important. It saves them a lot of money. The only other company that probably has more organic web traffic than PayPal, because PayPal has such a strong name, is Airbnb. If you're looking for a hotel anywhere in the world and you just look up you know, places to stay in New Orleans, Airbnb isn't paying Google to get that traffic. Because if you want an Airbnb, you typically know you want an Airbnb and you go to Airbnb.com. Very much the same thing for PayPal. Over the past decade, PayPal's organic traffic has grown steadily with a compound annual growth rate of 17%. And they reached organic traffic of 15 million people to their website from organic compound annual growth. This is good news. If you're paying less money to advertise your services and people are going direct to paypal.com, good for you. However, 
According to the report, organic traffic did drop from early 2022 to they lost 18 million users per month organically finding them, which is a 20% drop from their all-time high. But recent traffic trends, as in their usage of PayPal.com from desktop users, this is how mundane sometimes the quarterly and earnings reports can be. They're telling you the statistics numbers of people that use PayPal.com from the desktop, not from their phone or mobile platform. Anyway, PayPal.com from desktop users has gone up 8% month over month. Makes you think PayPal has continued to attract new people. More people are pulling out their laptop, not just their phone, and possibly some older folks. I know they don't say older folks, but when I send money to somebody, I pull out my phone and I either grab the PayPal app or the Cash app. Every once in a while, I'll Venmo, but I don't really like Venmo. Anyway, the point is, you I pull out my phone, but I had my dad pay me for, the other day for something, and he fired up the internet, got onto his laptop, sat at a desk, hacked with his like index finger, because that's how he types, went to paypal.com, and then sent money. So when they're getting increased desktop users, that tells me that older people are starting to be converted to digital payments like PayPal. And I think older people, it makes sense, are going to be using PayPal because it's the oldest, it's probably the most trusted, it's the one that they know the most. So it's good if they're getting the boomers using PayPal.com. All right, key metrics, let's talk about that. PayPal is, you know, we talked about web traffic, it's demonstrated a growth of 9.5% in total visits over month, month over month. So they're getting a larger user base, they're getting more online engagement, Correspondingly, unique visitors have gone up 8%, which is important. It shows that PayPal are still attracting new audiences, like my dad maybe. Average user interaction on PayPal's platform is also important. The average person clicks on 3.3 pages per visit. The average person takes 5 minutes and 34 seconds. It must be a boomer if it takes 5 minutes to pay somebody. So who knows? Maybe they're going around. Maybe they're buying things on paypal.com. Maybe they're adding in new credit card information and that's turning out to be a longer visit. But either way, that's capturing users' attention, right? So if you're figuring out how to use PayPal more, that's good for PayPal. Finally, PayPal's digital efforts have been reflected in the bounce rate. Bounce rate has decreased from 5.3 to 29.4. A lower bounce rate indicates improved user engagement so it's, it was 29% bounce, and it's now down to 5.38% bounce. That's a big improvement. Now, whenever you're going to buy a stock, if you're looking at a single share, then, well, you need to look at its competitors. PayPal's largest competitor right now, according to SEMrush.com, you can look at a competitive analysis and look at its closest competitor is Stripe. It's got many of the other users. It's got a broad audience. It's very integrated with a lot of payment systems. Both platforms have experienced growth recently. Both have increased unique visitors recently. PayPal maintains a significant lead, however, in both of those metrics, indicating that it has a stronger market presence. And when you look at the chart, they have large market share we're going to talk about in just a minute. PayPal has a vast user base. Despite a gradual slowdown, things aren't slowing slightly in certain metrics of PayPal. The company maintains a substantial user base and has demonstrated its ability to grow upon those users. The people who like PayPal are using PayPal more and more. 
From Q1 2022 to Q2 2023, active accounts remain readily stable. They're ranging from like 429 million to 431 million, and this includes users and merchants accounts. So this talks about PayPal's versatility as a payment solution for broad spectrum users. Individuals are using PayPal, businesses are using PayPal. However, the year-on-year growth rate has declined, indicating a potential saturation in the specific market. So what's PayPal going to do to set themselves apart? When you consider the broad industry landscape, PayPal's growth outlook is influenced by the growth outlook of all global payment solutions. So as more and more people are going to be using global payment solutions, PayPal is hoping that they have a strong enough market capitalization that as the whole pie gets bigger, their chunk of the pie also gets bigger. So according to Global Payment Process Solutions, the projections are the market is anticipated to experience a growth of $64 billion over the next four years of new digital payments in the next four years. So this would talk about 12 to 12.5% growth year over year for PayPal. So even though their kind of hype initial, their initial growth has slowed, as everybody begins to use more online payments, PayPal is set up to capitalize 12% year-over-year growth for the next four to five years. That's pretty important. Recently, there's been a surge in payment transactions. PayPal has demonstrated consistent growth in its payment transactions. You talk about new users, specifically Q2 2023. PayPal reported processing over, get this, 6 billion payment transactions represented 10% year-over-year increase. Six billion payment transactions in that quarter. That's a lot of payment transactions. PayPal has a 40% market share dominance. Yes, 40%. It had 55% at one point in 2020. It has slowed a little bit. We talked about Stripe gaining some market share from them. But when you have 40% of a market that is projected to be a growing industry, you have what's called a protective moat. A few rivals have emerged in what appears to be a concentration of fintech companies. But that just means you need to innovate a little bit. And PayPal isn't sitting still. With their 40% moat, the next company close is Stripe with 20 Shopify has about 13.8. Amazon Pay has 5%. Afterpay, a measly 1.5%. And then there's another 18-ish, 19% information of the rest of the people. Warren Buffett loves the word moat. Moat is almost, it's this force that when you think of a payment solutions, PayPal thinks you're thinking of them. When you think of a brown carbonated beverage, you probably think of Coca-Cola. When you think of cancer, you might think of Marlboro cigarettes. I don't know what the the situation is, but PayPal and their moat are set up. They've got more than 41% of the market. And as this puppy grows, I think they're on set to be a possible value play. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dig into why PayPal might itself set itself apart in the peer-to-peer payment systems. And here's a hint, and it has to do with crypto. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, welcome back. So how is PayPal trying to set themselves apart? They're trying to be innovators. And how do people be innovators in a digital world? They create their own stablecoin. A stablecoin is... Crypto's word for basically cash. You know, you might be familiar with Bitcoin. You're probably familiar with Ethereum, the third largest cryptocurrency in the world, is a stable coin, and it, it's trying to be stable as it's pegged to the U.S. dollar. PayPal is creating its own fully backed stable coin called PYUSD, PayPal USD, and it does have a great potential to bring significant long-term benefits to the company from a financial perspective. When you look at people in crypto and they want easy way of moving things, this is going to give PayPal a great opportunity to capitalize on like the crypto bros, bringing in some more people that might want to be considering about crypto but aren't necessarily convinced in some weird platform. If you're already using PayPal and you think you might be ready to take a move into crypto, the PayPal stablecoin could be the easy shift that you need. And this move aligns ongoing shift for everybody towards digital payments using a safer, more secure blockchain technology. It expands the Web3 ecosystem. Things look good for PayPal's digital stablecoin. PayPal stablecoin, it's going to enhance just evolving everybody. Even if it's like just in my dad's mind, if it's like if you're trying to capture the boomers who are maybe trying to tap into crypto or people like that, the safe word for PayPal combined with a PayPal stablecoin, I think can do nothing but help bolster confidence in the marketplace as well as it's going to help break down some regulatory compliance. It's got partners with Paxos Trust, which is a licensed trust company. They're really trying to bring credibility and trustworthiness from their name into the crypto and see if they can't capitalize on some of that. You know, one of the main ways, one of the main ways a company can just skyrocket its stock is buying its own stock back, right? If you think about like the common supply and demand, if there's less supply, the demand should go up. So the oldest trick in the book for a publicly traded company is to use extra cash that they have, and instead of giving it as a dividend to shareholders, they buy back their stock, hoping to push the stock price up. And on a trailing 12-month basis, PayPal has returned $4.9 billion to shareholders via repurchases, aka buybacks, of 63 million shares. And if they continue this practice, which they have said that they plan on, Hopefully, the PayPal stock can go from the 50s up into the 70s and continuing to go from there. Over the last five years, PayPal has consistently bought back stock, reducing its diluted weighted average. 
And you never want to hear the, the words diluted when you're talking about buying a stock. So as it buys back and there's less stock out there, there's less dilute weighted averages of shares outstanding. And this is a good thing if you want to be in the capitalization market making money on PayPal. PayPal recently hired a new CEO. That's good news. You want good CEOs who are making wise purchases, and the new CEO seems like a good choice. The appointment of Alex Chris as the new president and CEO of PayPal has been a great idea. Their stock popped. People liked the idea. When a company installs its new CEO, it's a great way as an investor or someone who's looking to become an investor, what do the current owners, aka shareholders, think of the choice? And when a company puts in a new CEO and the stock price goes up, that gives you confidence that the current investors of PayPal are happy with the choice. And Chris, or sorry, Alex Chris, the new CEO, had worked for Intel for quite a while. He has a good name in the space. Stock price is going up, and that's good news. Okay, I'm a bit of a chart guy, and I want to end today's looking at the chart. You can look at you can look at the earnings report all you want. You can look at kind of the hype maybe that PayPal is trying to push towards you. But I think there is some valuation in actually looking at the stock chart, looking at the candlesticks, looking at the up and the down over the history. And I think it's proven um, that chart patterns work. So here we go. What does the chart say? PayPal stock is a pivotal spot. Technically, it's called a technical standout. The stock has formed a double bottom. Double bottom is good. You've hit the bottom once. You try to get up in the stock price, and then you fell back down, but it's hit the same point that it was at before. So you got a double bottom at $59.50 per share, making a six-year low. So if you have a six-year double bottom, locking in the confidence, basically investors are saying, we won't let PayPal drop below this price. Look ahead. You've got resistance at about $76 per share, which can be broke once resistance is broke. When you're reading a chart, once you've broke through that resistance, you now have basically clear sailing to the next resistance point. So looking at the chart from 2018 up to this year, 2018, 2019, you're flirting in the 50s and the 60s and 70s. Then you hit what's known as the markup phase. Late 2019, after the earnings call, we see a push into kind of flat into 2020. All of a sudden, COVID happens. Everybody knows what happens there. Bing, huge run-up from $80 per share to, again, we talked about this earlier, $300 per share. That is classic stock growth markup phase. We then get into distribution phase, which you don't really want to hear. You want to be a seller going into distribution, not a buyer. That means you've hit the top. So basically double topped, which is the opposite of double bottom. You don't want to own a stock at double top. That means you're on your way down. You want to own a stock at a double bottom on your way up. So it gets up to $300 in 2021. It hits it again in right before the beginning of 2022 in the distribution phase. We hit that double top and bing, it drops 80%. Joins the markdown phase. Goes from 300 to 240 to 200 to 160 to 120. Bing, 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 bing. Now it's in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s in what's now hopefully been known as the accumulation phase. When you look at the historical data, when you look at what it's gone through, when you look at where it is in its growth 
phase. We're basically now back at the beginning. You have accumulation at the beginning. You've got markup, which everybody loves. That means the stock's going up. You've got distribution, which means get out if you're a short-term holder. You've got markdown, which means you're falling. And the markdown leads back to accumulation. And it looks, since the beginning of 2023, we are back in accumulation. You want to be a buyer in accumulation. You want to watch it. You want to be a holder in markup as it goes up. And you want to be a seller in distribution. So if we are back at the beginning in the $50 to $60 PayPal range, it could be a great time to buy PayPal, to hope that the new CEO and the innovation of the company is in fact going from accumulation phase into another markup phase. And as an investor, you would hope that it gets to near Old Town highs of $300 per share in the next five years. So what's the takeaway? In the era of digital evolution, PayPal's journey has been marked by adaptability, innovation, strategic positioning. Now they're looking at crypto. And despite facing challenges and shifts and competition, if the overall global payment processing is going to go up, PayPal has a moat. They're in a place to capture some of that market share. They're in accumulation phase. Technically, things look good if PayPal can keep things going up. And that is a question that only you can answer. I nerded out. I told you what I found out about PayPal. I currently don't own any PayPal, but I'm going to give it a look. I'm going to put it on my watch list. I'm going to find out a little bit more about the CEO. I'm going to take a look at how the crypto stablecoin is going. And if I buy any, maybe I'll let you know on another podcast. But that has been the nerd out of PayPal. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.